welcome to Girl You Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris. And this is Jamie. And Jamie, this is your podcast, so you're in charge. I'm just here with your dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should say that Maya is relaxing on Iris, laying on Iris. She does this when other people are around. I'm, I'm not, I'm chopped liver. Unless, unless I, she can't, I leave. And then she's like, where's mom? Where's she my gets mom? really worried. But otherwise, even her little like, ears went up. She's like, "Mom, what? Yeah, are you leaving?" She is really interested in whoever's here. Well, who's not? You want attention from everybody because you never know when we're going to come back over. It's true. I mean, this is what I've been talking about lately: is like the anxiety-filled life of a dog. Like, because it's all about perspective, right? And so, for dogs, there's there's got to be, I imagine, so much uncertainty. You know? Yeah. When they're going for a walk, I've got to pee. I don't know when I'm going to pee again. Never. You know? Or. Is my uh, oh my gosh you're leaving are you ever gonna come back is this it am I ever gonna eat again yeah you never know what's gonna happen if you're a dog so you just enjoy the moments maybe yeah. we should all be a little bit more like dogs yeah so how are you Iris oh I'm good I for, I like was thinking about it and I'm, I'm good nothing is new I'm trying to think did I have anything new happened to me recently really nothing for work usually something's going on at work no nothing new I mean I just talked to you last week so nothing since last week has happened but that's nice sometimes it's nice when nothing's happening nothing's happening at all like I'm busy but like nothing terrible nobody's really getting on my nerves any more than usual so it's been good I haven't been in my office that much because I've had to like go other places so it's been fine like it was a nice. boring it was a boring week I wish uh, I boring yeah. weeks can be really good yeah it was nice yeah, yeah. I, it was like boring for work but like I got to talk to lots of people it was nice I at work you mean or? yeah different okay. people at work that I usually don't get to talk to oh. so I got to do that so that was nice and one of my coworkers was having some dating drama, so I talked mm. to her about that a lot, and it did not end well. So that's okay. That made me feel really sad. The um, dating situation or your conversation? No, the dating situation. Actually, uh, like she's such a she's a very sweet girl. Uh huh. And I really just I never feel like this, but I just like want somebody for her. I'm like I just want her to meet someone because I just, said this for me too, though. I don't think that that's true. I feel like. If I, if it were to be like last day on earth, only one of you gets to. I'd be like, I I feel like part like I feel like she just needs somebody like. Okay. I, like I just feel like well, that. Well, but that I I take that as a compliment. Yeah, and like also I feel for like you're. Her, yeah. For both of us, like we we need different things. Yeah, maybe, but. like I think that for her, like that would be good for her. But for you, I'm like I think you would be okay either way. Like I wouldn't be like worried for Jamie. I'd yeah. be like, oh, she'd it's be okay. Like a, eh. Yeah, like I hope that somebody comes along, but. If not, I think you'll if be not, just fine. Jamie's gonna keep. Not talking. that I think she'll die either. I'm just. I just. Yes. I just feel like it's more important to her mm-hmm. than it is to you. Sure. Which is yeah. good for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a totally different mm. place in life. Yeah. And I think also she because she's realizing that it's important to her. I think it's changing how she like views things. Oh, that yeah. sounds good. We talked and she's like, I'm not drinking on dates anymore. She's like, I want to just go for like a coffee date. Yeah. Like nice. exactly. Like it's that kind of nice. stuff. I think that she's like. I don't want to date these people where, like, we're just drinking together and they're calling me at, like, yeah. 2. She's like, I want to have <laughs> That's more... so typical. Yeah, well... It's so typical in the dating world. I, fe- I feel like there's so much pressure put on the individual um, who's dating, like, oh, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, really? I think it's kind of, like, just a shit show. Yes. Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. I think it's a shit show. And we even talked about... 
how she's like, I'm going to take a break. And I was like, good. I was like, this has been like a very stressful couple of weeks for you. You deserve a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she's like, and then she was like, and then I'm going to date. And then she's like, and if I really want something super serious, like maybe I'll even just ask my family, like if they can connect me with someone. And I was like, there you go. Because her brother's our age. Uh, so it's not like he's so much older, like, mm-hmm. or so far removed that he wouldn't be able to like connect her with somebody sure. that might yeah, be that's good. Smart. So anyway, that's I, that was, it was like, I felt bad for her, but also it, was an interesting week because of that. So that was good. Not good. It was bad. But it was nice to be able to talk to her if she because she needed help yeah. and support. Yeah. Yeah, you're very supportive, Iris. Thank That's you. You're welcome. I try to be supportive. Yeah, you do a good job. I think it comes naturally. So sorry, Maya. <laughs> I keep scaring her. Oh, she's, she's just a little scary cat. She'll be all right. Same. Yeah. So how have you been? Uh, I've been good. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think as sort of similar to you, like it's been, it, there hasn't been anything of note. I don't know that it's been necessarily boring, but I don't know if there's anything interesting to talk about, um, here. Um, cause I think, yeah, we spoke recently and I'd had, I'd had all that self care, which nothing changed you. since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really think so. Nothing's been work's been good. I mean, I've been healing a lot of people obviously. Perfect. You know, That's what like, you're here for. Yeah, just, you know, um uh solving one person's uh life at a time. Exactly. It's kind of, you know, my goal as a therapist. <laughs> Completely solved and okay. it's off the books. <laughs> right, right. I'm being facetious, obviously. They come um, in and I would have a lot like, more money if that was the case. You'd have to charge more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I did tell you about maybe looking for a new place, maybe putting oh. my place on the market and buying a new place, but I don't know. I haven't heard from my real estate agent after researching crime statistics and making really hard boundaries about where I want to live, and I think it might be complicated based on the amount of money, um, based on money, so we'll see what happens. But. I feel like, you know what? You'll hear back, I'm sure, because it's worth trying. It never hurts to look we'll and see. We'll see. I mean, I could, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, she's probably just busy. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope that it works out. I mean, I love yeah. your place now, though. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I can stay and it would be fine. And I that would be my other option is probably refinancing to a 15-year. And then Paying if I off. put a little more money into it, then when, when I am ready, when it... I'll, or that will make it more likely that I can be ready sooner. Yeah, so. and this is a great place too if you wanted to keep it and rent it. Yes, I know it's we a, talked about okay. that. Okay, yeah, it's a lovely rental place. I mean, it's yeah. lovely anyway, but I think it's like so nice. Like I would rent mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's convenient too. Yeah. The yeah. last time I came over to your house, I got here early. And so I walked to the train stop Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like, oh, this is, like, so oh, fast. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So it's, like, very convenient, too. Yeah, there's it's also like, another place across the street that's, like, a bakery you could have gotten Oh, I didn't know too. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was super, it's a very good neighborhood. I mean, for what it's, like, I'm sure it has its quirks, but it's a yeah. great location that you're in. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, should we talk about, we had a couple of things that we can talk about that are in pop culture right now. Okay, what are, what did you um, want to talk about? Well, we um, can talk about Kobe Bryant okay. and his passing, which happened when? I mean, by it the time like this comes ago. out, I think it'll have been like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. So, 
But should we talk about when it was since we're recording, or that doesn't matter? I don't think it matters. Okay. Like, do you think you'll feel differently about it? I don't know. I don't know if I... I mean, I will say, like, I keep... Every time my, like, Yahoo page pops up or a news page pops up, there's a lot of times a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's, it's interesting. And I think that won't be happening two months from now, I would think. But no, I don't. Th- I mean, I feel like it probably won't be happening... Well, no, it won't. It'll be... No, 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 no. Okay, so it's two months ago. By the time this comes out, it'll have been, like, two months since it happened. Right. Like, a month and a half, two months. But I think by the time, um, like, right now where we are, this will come out in a month, and it's still pretty, like, popular. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a bad word. Um, it's still in the media. Yes. So yeah. I think it'll still be in the media, like, mm-hmm. a month from now. Maybe not to, like, the highest level that it is right, now, but right. I think people will still be talking about it. It was traumatic. Anytime yeah. I see somebody die in a helicopter, like, they showed the flames, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I did read something about that they, you know, were doing investigating as to what happened, and someone talked about the the fog that day, yeah. and they related it to, like, imagine dunking your head in milk and opening your eyes. That is scary. Yeah, and oh. that really, Yeah. I don't even know what to say, but I definitely had a reaction when I read that. Yeah, because you were like, well, then I wouldn't be able to see anything, so, like, I would be blind. I guess, yeah, it's scary to think about being that helpless. Right, so, it was very scary, and I think, I don't know why it was so traumatic. It's some, I mean, people die all the time, but somebody dying, I guess that, like, you remember them, and they seem so young, and then such a crazy way, and then also his child, and then the other kids on there. That was right, just sad. Right. There was like eight of them, I think. Right. I don't know. I just thought that was really sad. And then of course the news is like, well, let's pan in on this uh, burning flames of this helicopter, and I was like, this is horrible. It happened the day of the Pro Bowl, and I was watching it. Was, oh, and because right, was, wasn't he trying to get there? Or he was trying to. Go he was to taking his game. daughters to a game. Well, his daughter to a game with her teammates because they played basketball. So they were going to play a oh, game. Oh, gosh. So it was like a bunch of her teammates? Yeah, and their parents. That. It was oh. a bunch of her, like, other 13-year-old girls and their parents. Oh, that's... Not yeah. a bunch, but I think there was probably, like, three. Well... There was three of them. There was three I of mean, them. yeah. Three is... That's yeah. really... That's such a bummer. So, and they were just not going too far. I don't think they were flying too far, which is probably why they didn't think that it would be a big deal. Well, yeah, I did read something that I guess they didn't have some type of technology that other planes or The scanner, like, that tells you if you're in fog. Yeah, or it tells you... A mountain is coming up. Yeah, Yeah. can sense things around you when you're flying low. And it sounded like they didn't even know how low they were flying because of the fog. Um. I think the other interesting thing that came out of this was people, there was articles that were written or comments being made about the sexual assault that happened. Yeah. And should we be talking about that? Should we be not talking about that? Um, I think it was triggering for people who are victim survivors and for people who are big Kobe fans. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts about that. I was just listening to something on my way over to your house. There was mm-hmm. like, there was an interview that happened with like Le- Lisa Leslie recently to now to where we are, which is like early February, and Gail King, and they were talking about that. And mm-hmm. then like everyone, not everyone, obviously, some people are very offended that 
first of all, Gail King says that, like, CBS edited the interview to make it seem like she was really harping on it when she said in reality she wasn't. Okay. And then other people are like, how dare she, like, ask these questions. I think he must have passed away two weeks ago. I feel like we think it was a long time ago. It feels like it's been happening forever, probably because it's so saturated. No, I I was wondering if it was even a week ago. I feel like it was really recent. So that's what people were saying. They were like, it's like two and a half weeks ago. I don't know this to be a fact. I haven't looked Mm -hmm. it up. I don't really remember what day it was. I think... It, but probably today's a Saturday, so it was probably two Sundays ago, if, if I think if about it. If you said it was a Pro Bowl, it would be a Sunday for sure. Yeah, so I think it was two, because last Sunday yeah, was a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Right. right. So last Sunday was so a Super Bowl. So it would have been, yeah, the, yeah, the so last I, Sunday in January. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I don't really, I think that it would be interesting to know, I, I wonder if the person who was the victim has a NDA, because I would be curious to see what she thinks. I think that she does. I'm I'm almost positive that she does um, as part of the settlement. If I remember, I feel like I read that or heard that somewhere. Um, yeah, but it would be interesting. I agree. Like, actually, Iris, the more I think about what you just said, I really like it a lot because if anyone should have anything to say, it would be her. She was yeah. the one actually affected. Yeah, I would be curious. Like, I <laughs> all of us are just like you know spectators. Yeah, I would be interested to see, like, what she thinks and how she feels, and I I guess that would just be my question is like, if you I don't know if he sexually assaulted lots of people or if it was her. I don't know, like, it was, we don't even know the details of what happened because it was settled outside of court. So I'm just curious about, like, what exactly happened. I guess we'll probably never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wonder if your NDA is still... Well, so I do know that as part of the settlement, he did have, he did agree to a statement that said, I acknowledge that, um, you know, this even though this was not my intention, that you felt like this was a sexual assault. Right. He had to admit some culpability. Right. That, like, this hurt you, even though it wasn't in, on my intent to do that. Sure. So that's as far as what we know. So I guess I would just be here. I, I, I don't, I just wish I knew. I was too young. I don't, I remember that it happened. Mm-hmm. I remember the situation, but I don't really remember exactly what happened. I, I was listening, so what I was listening to on my way here was there was some person who is a news anchor and she's African-American and she was very upset. And the reason she's very upset is about that there were, during the time, two separate narratives. She remembers this, I don't. Mm. And one of the narratives was for white families to say, like, you should be afraid of Kobe Bryant's and the O.J. Simpsons because this might happen to you. Uh. Black families were Emmett Till. Did this even happen? Mm-hmm. Emmett Till also apologized mm-hmm. because he felt like he was fighting for his life. So I feel like that's why people are... There's a side of the victim, which she was a Caucasian woman. And so people, not just Caucasian women, all women, some probably mostly other people who are not yeah, black. Yeah, so there's a whole race factor. There's a whole also. race factor. Yeah, and so people tough. don't know how to feel about it. So it's the Gail King interview really triggered a lot of people of color because they felt like she was a black woman ganging up on a black man so I think it's yeah. a tough it's that's so oh gosh that makes me think about the OJ Simpson um documentary about race and stuff which doesn't probably make sense for us to get into here but yeah it's it that 
That's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, and that makes it even more complicated. I think some of some interesting comments, I think, talk about how people like when we think about him, can we think about him as a human being who has right. many sides? To sure. Him, right. Yeah. Even though I think some people get upset about that because it's like, are you saying that any human could be capable of of this? And I don't know that that's exactly fair to say, but I think it's the point of like, you know, not humans are not perfect, even role models, even celebrities. Um, But obviously that's perfect doesn't mean that we're all committing sexual assault either. So I don't know where exactly that is. And sometimes I think there's not a way for someone, for for someone not to be insulted or upset, right? Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. And it is just one of those situations where I think that there's always going to be people who think, I think the woman, uh, the Disney, uh, I think she's like, um, she's Disney's granddaughter or great granddaughter. Mm -hmm. She wrote uh, like a statement about how you can say that you're sad that this person died. She's Mm -hmm. actually talking about Kobe Bryant. She was very direct. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say, like, people should go listen to that. And then if I, like, list, read her statement on Twitter where she's basically, like, she's a victim of sexual assault herself. And she's, like, you can be sad that this happened, but you shouldn't uh, make it, like, he, you shouldn't saint, give him sainthood. You shouldn't say that, like, he's a saint. And she's, like, because this did happen. And then there is a side that is also interesting to listen to, which would be, I have to go and, like, it's on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um this African-American woman journalist who said that, you know, it's important to be aware of the fact that, like, none of us were there. We don't really know what happened. He really didn't ever fully confess that he did anything. And is this a way of another way that society is making a demon of a black man? And I think that those are both probably important things to think about. It's interesting to think, like, if this was a white player would the reaction be different or not because on yeah I know I wonder because on the other side I think being having worked in violence against women I have such a like just impulse to always want to believe right because that's what that's what I was trained on that's what I would train other people is that like people don't make up this shit right they don't make up that they're abused in this way and so we've really got to believe um and it's really hurtful not to believe and it's also like most of not not most of our jobs other than the police to really figure out what actually happened anyways yeah um but i mean you know you know me i'm not in the interest of saying never or always so i do get what she's saying here in that you know there's no way for us to know a hundred percent what happened right that is true i think the problem i think her point Mm. is just that he was a black athlete and i think that that and like a lot of times I don't really know what happened obviously I was not there thank god (laughs) but I do see I'm like wow like this is a victim like you I'm like you should totally believe that this happened but then also there is there's Emmett Till there's also this football player and I don't know Emmett Till oh my god he's the person who allegedly whistled at a white woman in 1950 and this didn't happen they just got him off of the road and lynched him. Oh. It's a very horrible story. It, it's oh, horrible. And and yeah. the woman later admitted 
that she didn't, that this didn't happen. Oh my god! And so there's Emmett Till, but there's not that just. That makes me so sad. It's really sad. It's tr- it's very sad. And so Ugh, this stuff is so heavy. Yeah. And so there's that, but then there's also this black athlete who is his name is Brian Banks, and he just had a movie who came out that came out, and he was a superstar high school football player. Mm-hmm. He was either in high school or college, I can't remember, but a great player. Mm-hmm. And someone accused him of sexual assault. He was convicted and sent to prison, and then the woman was paid out a fee like she got a fee for not a fee but like a settlement she got paid a settlement yeah yeah and then 20 years later after you'd spent all this time in jail like 15 20 years later she said actually you know what it didn't happen and then she's now in jail for that but it happens to these men of color like there's a separate set of things that happen to people of color that just automatically when you are a person of color you sit there and you're like yeah, like yeah, for me, it's of racism, right? I mean, right. you're well, treated just, differently. Just different things. Like for mm-hmm. me, I, it's difficult for me because I'm a woman and I'm a black person. And so a lot of the times you have to decide a lot, like which one is most important to you. Wow. And so that sucks. Well, yeah. But for me, it always is that, like, I think that, like, I'm a woman. Uh huh. But unfortunately, I'm black first. I definitely think that things that happen to me are a separate set of things that happen. Black women are the ones that are. We are most likely to be sexually assaulted. We are most likely to be mm -hmm. beaten up. Like, it is scary to be a black woman. It's scary to be a woman of color. And it's scary to be a woman in general, but you add on that color. And that's how a lot of people feel. So it's a difficult situation. And it's, it's sad. And I don't really know, like, what the solution of that is. It's difficult to say. But that's why a lot of people are just like, with the Kobe Bryant situation, they're like, what do you do? Because right. you don't really... Well, for me, I think it's being in the gray, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not not saying he's this or that or mm-hmm. the other. I mean, try, can you can you um, have space for it all? Can you, you know, can you allow for space for it all, for him to be a human being? Yeah. I mean, even for me, and this is like, we can talk about something else after this. Obviously, this can be the end of it because it's not an episode about race. Right. But for me, as a, like, I'm okay with saying, like, it is sad that Kobe Bryant died. It is devastating for his wife and family. No matter what happened, it is devastating that a person who's 41 years old and actually has done a lot of good is dead. And the way he died is sad. And I'm yeah. okay with that because yeah. I'm also okay with being like, it is really, uh, like, I'm going to be like, probably people are going to be like, I can't believe you're saying this. I think it's really sad that Rush Limbaugh has got four, stage four cancer. I feel bad for him. Oh, he's I a, didn't know that he had. Yeah, he's dying. And but I think. He's still, it's just, yeah, he's, that's what I'm and saying. I, yeah, he's still a human exactly. being. Exactly. Like, I feel right. like, and Rush Limbaugh is probably one of the people that I think is the worst, but I'm right. like, damn. Well, now, now, if something happened to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you'd be like, Rush that Limbaugh. One, that one, I think, would be really, like, I, I think him more than Trump, actually, like, not to get political here, but like. He, I would, I might have a hard time with the empathy. I don't know. Rush Limbaugh is the worst, though. Like, for, like, he's really, I guess my point for him is, he's really racist, and he's very open about how racist he is. Gotcha. And right. So, I'm sorry. I kind of changed his dialogue. No, no. It's okay. Her. No, no. It's okay. I'm just saying, like, he's racist, and I'm just like, damn, it sucks that you've got stage four cancer. Like, I still don't want to hang out with you, but... <laughs> To see someone that's going to die of, like, cancer, that's, yeah. that's an equalizer. Death and cancer, yeah. we're all, yeah. like, that's, like, some shit that anybody can get, and it's that is no matter what. That is thing we can be black and white about, yes. right? We're all going to die. We're all going to die, yeah. and also if you get cancer, that fucking sucks. Like, and so I, with that note, I'm just like, yeah, like, it's okay to say you feel sad. Like, I feel sad that Rush Limbaugh has cancer. I would prefer that he live 
and just, you know, die from being a piece of shit than mm-hmm. cancer. You know, that would be what I hope for him. I hope he overcomes this so that he can go back to terrorizing us on the airwaves with his racism. Nobody deserves to die a death of cancer or in a fiery helicopter crash. Yeah. So I'm just trying to switch to our topics, and I think somehow our outlines got merged here, but I still know what we're talking about, so I will figure it out. So, okay, well, I'm ready. I'm listening. Um, we are going to talk about making friends as adults. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, so do you have any opening thoughts on that? Um, making friends as adults. Making friends as an adult. Um, I mean, I don't really think it's... I think it's hard to make close friends as an adult. Yeah. I think it's easy nowadays, especially. You have a lot of options for making, like, casual acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But building a deep friendship is difficult. Yeah. Could you say it's even more difficult? Because... Then what? Well, then maybe it used to be because it's so easy to make acquaintances. Does that mean that it's harder? I think it's always been really hard to make close friends as an adult, especially an adult that doesn't have kids, Mm. which I think is like one of the things that you and I have in common. Mm -hmm. I think even though I'm married and you are right now single, Mm -hmm. we both don't have kids and finding people that are within our age group to be friends with, like especially building like a close friendship is hard because a lot of people who are like in their thirties, they have the kids and they're married and Mm -hmm. they like have you know, their kids do play dates or some shit like that. Or they, like, right. talk about, like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed from all my mommy stuff. And it's, like, power to them. I'm sure that's fucked up. Right. But, but we can't relate to that. Right. We can't relate to that. And yeah. then it, it's really hard because if they do have a kid, like, they usually have to do things with their children. And, like, I'm totally... What? Di- <laughs> right. Oh, and my I'm totally gosh, moms. So selfish. Stop hanging out with your kids. <laughs> I'm... Down to hang out with somebody's kids, but like their kids are sick. They've got a play date. They've got to yes. go to ballet. They need to yes. go. And I feel like if I had a kid, it would be like easier to make friends because then I could go to the play groups or I would have like mom friends that well, go to the school. Like, okay, I have to interject here. Oh no, it would be harder. Uh, yes, oh. I, I have to speak for the moms who okay. are listening to this. Um, not and and I say this fully, not being a mom myself. But she so feels I have to, you. Yeah, so I can only speak to other what I've heard of other people's experiences, but I think moms can be really isolated. That's I mean, true I've too. heard moms talk about like I haven't seen an adult in days, you know. Ooh. So, yeah, because especially I think if you're a single mom, but I also think there's a lot of people who have partners who end up feeling like single moms yeah. because their partner has to it is really doing working for the entire family, just has a lot of obligations. Also, unfortunately, I think sometimes moms want to be that involved with their kids. And also sometimes fathers don't want to be that involved with their kids. Um, And so, yeah, I think because I just think having another responsibility in some ways can make it harder. Although I do agree with you that when, you know, it's, it's sort of like any time that you have a real commonalities with someone, it just makes it easier to bridge that gap. So I would think if you're a mom and you meet another mom, it's like, oh, we're both moms. Right. But I also think there could be different types of moms. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. There is... I definitely think there's different types of moms. Yeah. Like, that I think is a real thing. Like, yeah. I think you can be a different type of mom. I guess maybe then you're right. Maybe what I mean to say is that it's easier if you have a very defined community to make friends. Well, right. And I think there are certain Churches. supports that are set up specifically for parents. Yeah. Well, it, that's what I'm saying. And there like, aren't really yes. for like, well, like I think people we could who have... are married without kids. Exactly. Um, 
you hit on something though that I think is really interesting because I think it is true. Like I think when, from what I've noticed, obviously not being married myself, um, is that it is, I think, I think when people are partnered in a couple, uh, whether they're married or not, there is a sense of settling down. There is a sense of not needing anything. And I think especially for women, um, what I've noticed is that it, that's what it all becomes about is the relationship. And it's almost like we're not allowed to have friends or like outside, um, outside supports and men maybe are a little bit more like they'll have a baseball team or right. they'll have like their buddies they go out with or whatever Bingo, guys yeah Poker but, friends. right right but women not as much and so I think we really have to work hard against that and it's funny because I've seen a lot more research coming out lately about how single people and I think specifically single women can sometimes be happier than people who are married and I think that's somewhat why because also research shows that one of the things that contributes the most to us having content, happy, joyful lives are our connections to others. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think it's really difficult to, I think women, there was something else that came out that said like women need to have like an hour a week with their friends. Oh. It's something that came, like it's a legit thing too. It's not like some shit I made up meme. It's like a real. (laughs) No, that makes sense It's like women need like an hour a week with their girlfriends in order to be like emotionally fulfilled. And I think the reason for that, like I think men, some of them do because we can't say that all men are the same. Mm -hmm. But I think that men, I think the reason it's so easy for them to have the soccer buddy, the poker buddy, the baseball buddy is that's a once a week commitment. It's like once yeah. a, and it's like yeah and you have it like locked down yeah and, mm-hmm. and it's okay too like they don't well it, that's what I'm saying is I think it's more culturally accepted well but also though I think like for their needs it's accepted like I feel like they like for me the reason why it's I've had a difficult time as an adult making more for I was actually just talking to Jen about this like not because of this podcast we were just mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. and it's really difficult because when you have a really good friendship mostly like female to female friendship Mm -hmm. in my history for me it's almost like in order for me to like truly feel like we're really really good friends is it almost is basically like you're my boyfriend like I would need so much engagement with you in order Hmm. to be like I like the last really super close friend that I feel like I've had where Mm -hmm. it was like I, there was something in my spirit that felt like we were yeah. very close. You talked about this sister friendship. Like a yeah. sister friendship. Like yeah. I have like my friend Nina like and Anasha and my friend AJ and Jen. We don't see each other that often, but mm-hmm. there was a brief period of time where we were very connected. And I think once we formed that connection, now we don't... I talk to them pretty often, mm-hmm. but I don't see them very often. I mean, like, literally could be years. I haven't seen AJ in two years. Aww. But I talk to her every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, that's good. Yeah, we, t- we, like, have a G-chat all together. So, like... <laughs> it, but, like, there was something that bonded us, like, really closely at first. Mm-hmm. And then it, we were able to sustain our friendship since then because it was, like, that immediate, though, connection. And I think what happens now is that I haven't been able to get, like, that, like, immediate connection with people. But I was talking to Jen about this, and I said, I haven't been able to to have that immediate spark with somebody. And she said, but you know what? 
that's actually really good. She's like, that just means that you're getting older. And she's like, you're just having more friendships where you have boundaries and you're like taking your time to get to know them. And it's not that like yes, immediate I, super right. spark connection. Yeah, because then what happens is, is you make that immediate spark connection and then you realize they're batshit crazy yeah. and you're trying to backpedal your way out. The only time that I've, <laughs> yeah. I've had that happen before. Right. And the only yeah. time that I've had that where it was like that immediate spark connection of friendship that like has lasted, I met all of those people either in my very early 20s or late teens. Mm -hmm. Everybody who I've been friends yeah, with. Yeah, so maybe that was a time when you had more. Yes. I mean, I remember when I was younger being like, I wish I could hang out with someone like a few times a week. And now uh -huh. I'm like. Oh my God. For can sure. Can you imagine like, I trying would hang to hang out, out with the same person? It was like person. a thing. Like, like, I would like I would be able to spend days. Like AJ yeah. and I were friends. And our, like, well, you we, just had the time. I, I had the time, like the time. And I was just like, I don't need any downtime to myself. Let's just drink and order food. And like, it's fine. Like, I have shit else to do I've got like a job that doesn't really mean anything that I don't think of once I leave it's kind of just like an in and out and like maybe some classes but like really like we can go out to the bar and drink and have fun and that's just like what it was about and I think that I think that sometimes you have to relearn how to make friends as an adult woman and yes, I think that yes. there's like this period and, where, and you're not surrounded by people that are all like you like you are in college right yeah with your friendships, I feel like in the past I've been kind of like, if you do one thing to annoy me, I don't want to bring it up to you. Like, I won't say anything. And then I just, like, add the resentment onto it, and then I just don't want to be friends with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, like, when I started this podcast, I was saying, I was like, I really don't. That's actually what the first episode was about. I don't want to do that anymore. So yeah. for me, it's actually good. Like, it's so hard to make friends that I'm just like that I like, like yeah. friends that you well, like and you want to see. I think the point is, is that it's hard for all of us yes. as adults. Yeah. After 26, when your brain is fully <laughs> formed. I had trouble even before that, but yes, and an adult, I would agree with that. Yeah. And also, we also have so many other things to do. Like we have pets. It's true. And like, you know, bills and we're tired and we're sick and yeah, our, like, it's working just out working and out. There's so many things. Yeah. And I think if you, if you are like, any person who you choose to spend time with at a certain age or because I feel like I'm much more cat I was much more casual with my time mm -hmm. but at this point any person who you choose to spend your time with it's so intentional mm -hmm. um and like we also don't have that much opportunity to meet people either like even with the softball leagues and things like that it's no, usually it's still we like we're talking about that yeah, yeah. it's yeah. still lots of the times the people in those are younger like I feel like you're yeah. At an age, and so am I. Like, the whole 30s, I think. Like, I think 30... Well, again, because people, like you said, a lot of people are married mm -hmm. and are starting or have kids. Yeah. And so they're just not doing those things. So you, I think you do have to get more creative. And also, I think it's about... I think I have friends who are all different ages, so that might be part of it, too. Um, but anyways, let's go to the question. Oh, okay. I, feel like I forgot there was the, a question. Yeah, is that okay? I love we that. Have a question? Okay. Um, all right. I told you I didn't read this. I wanted to be surprised. Yeah, no, I love that. I like it because otherwise I wouldn't be listening. That's a negative. <laughs> what? It's a negative trait <laughs> of mine. Like, I, if I know what's going to happen, I don't pay attention. Uh, it's better yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to be surprised. No, I hear you on that. Um, okay. During my undergrad, I was fortunate to fall into a group of awesome ladies who ended up becoming my closest friends. We still keep in touch via Facebook and texting, but we've all spread out to different cities, states, and countries. I moved to my current city a year ago to attend grad school, live with my sister, and be closer to my boyfriend. 
During the past year, I've made no close friends. I'm introverted and shy, so it doesn't come to me naturally. And making friends as an adult is hard enough already. I made an effort by posting on my city subreddit and got drinks with this group of ladies a few times, but I didn't really like... I didn't really feel like I clicked with them in the way I was looking for, so I gradually stopped doing that. And grad school is different in terms of making friends since people go to class and just go home. There was this one girl in a class I had last winter who I almost made friends with, but didn't quite get there. We only ever talked in class. Usually she would initiate it first, but by the end it was about 50-50. She seems really cool. We get along well. But she's the kind of person who is really outgoing and has a ton of friends, so I guess I'm not sure if she's just being nice. I didn't end up pursuing anything further and regretted it, but we ended up having class together this this semester too, so I asked her if I could sit with her, and she said yes, but we're still Mm -hmm. just class friends. Other than that, which doesn't really even count, I've made zero friends in the past year. It didn't really bother me. I always had my sister and boyfriend, which was enough, but last month... When the lease ended, my sister moved out and my boyfriend moved in, so now he's all I have here. Oof. He's wonderful, but I don't want to rely on him for all of my social interaction. And if we ended up breaking up for some reason, I would have nobody. That's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Today, I was sitting in a coffee shop doing homework, and the girl from my class saw me and approached me to say hi. I asked her if she was there alone, and she said, yeah, but I'm here to do homework. So I didn't try to sit with her or anything. We small talked about school. Then she sat down somewhere else to do her work, and I left a bit later. I'm wondering how weird it would be if I were to ask her in class this week if she wanted to go to the coffee shop to do homework sometime together. It feels like I'm asking her on a date. Should I do it or would that be overly invasive since it's her homework time? I would totally ask her on a friendship date. I have done that before. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's sort of like you're both kind of putting feelers out there without really hitting the buzzer. Yeah. Um, my guess is because because what I'm hearing in this interaction at the coffee shop where, you know, the per, the question, the person who had the question asked like, oh, are you doing your homework here? And the friend responds, yeah. Or, are oh, are you here by yourself? And she responds, yes, but I'm doing homework. It's almost like she's making an excuse. Right. Like why I'm alone. Right. And but I think for the per for the other person that meant, oh, and she I don't wants talk. to be. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that was actually necessarily true. So I think it's a great idea. I mean, yeah. this is. This is, like we talked about, we don't always have the opportunity to meet people this organically. So I think when you do, you really have to take advantage of it. Absolutely. I really think you should ask this girl out on a friendship date. I think my senior year of high school, there was a new girl named Courtney who came in from Canada. And she was adorable. Like, I was really attracted to her energy. Like, she was so fun. I love that when there's good energy. Yeah, like I was really just like, and we had gym together. And like... She was so, like, friendly, and I just really liked her. I was like, I want to be – and I had friends in high school, obviously, but I was still like, I want to invite you to be one of my friends, too. And I said, well, we should go downtown. Like, because she was from Canada. Mm -hmm. I was like, we should go downtown on the Metro one day. And she was like, yes, let's do it. And then I set something up, and we all went. And then we were really good friends through the rest of high school. Like, she was probably one of my best friends in Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes you just have to ask people out on friends thinking about one of my absolute closest friends that I have now and we've been friends for let's see I think I mentioned and and when I was a guest on your podcast back way back when that like I had a lot of growth in my life starting like in my late 20s and -hmm. that's where I have a lot of my close friends from because Mm -hmm. of it so she was from this time period and I was involved with a church and I went to like a church event called Open Table where someone would host like a, oh. a dinner and invite people. And she was there. 
And she was a social worker and, uh, and a therapist. And I was like, that's awesome. And right. we exchanged information and we hung out. And she also, I think, was lived close to me. We both lived in Wicker Park at the okay. time. So it was so perfect. So, like, this is a perfect friendship. So I literally, like, I even have the picture of our first date. And I literally was like, I've decided we're going to be friends. Oh, yes. I've totally <laughs> done that to be. I'm like, I've and, decided and we're, we're going to be friends we're now. We're the best of friends. Like, I talk to her more yeah. than a lot of friends that I have here locally. And that's so nice. Yeah. We're, we're such a support for each other. I feel so lucky to have her in my life. I go see her and her husband every year. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And we both have similar anxious dogs. Cuties. Like similar, unsimilar, but it's just funny how we both are talking about that now. It's really, it's just funny how life works out. But, but yes, I think for the situation, absolutely. She should ask her what's what i mean yeah i guess you can get rejected and that's hard yeah um but i'm guessing not i think so too yeah but i think this kind of situation is exactly what we've been talking about today right like where we and i think also that it i feel like i end up normalizing a lot with clients that like it's really common to struggle making friends Mm -hmm. and that we probably all have times where we feel like it's not going the way we want that we've lost friends they've moved they've grown we've grown apart and it does take work. And I think it's a lot more work than we think. Yeah. And I think that it's a lot hard. I mean, there is an article that I read about making close friendships and how important it is, but also how it's really rare. And so that, and that's part of why it's so yeah. great because it's rare. And so you do have to put in a lot of energy, which Absolutely. we don't always have the time to do. Yes. So. And also, I think we talked about this or at some point on this podcast, maybe not when you and I were recording, mm-hmm. but at some point before... It was one of those things where I think a girl, a woman, will give a guy a billion chances. We will be like, mm. you're a fucking asshole, fuck you, like, you cheated on me, and you come home at 2 o'clock in the morning, and, like, <laughs> you didn't call me, like, whatever, you're just a complete fuckboy, and I hate you, but, like, all right, like, you said you were sorry, it's fine, like, let's, and, but also, I'm willing to tell you you're a fuckboy, and uh-huh. I'm willing to tell you that you're a piece of shit, and, uh-huh. like, I don't like how you're treating me, and I wish you would stop. But, like, with our friends, we don't do that. Mm. If you have a friend who... who it's a lot it, harder to break up with a friend. Well, it, and, the thing is, I don't even think that it's harder to have a conflict. But yeah. we are not willing to have conflict. And that's, like, something that I'm really trying to work on is that I've realized I'm really... I always have been really willing to have a conflict with a boyfriend. Like, not necessarily... And not even thinking that it would end. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of conversations that Mike and I have had in therapy is that, like, now we're really good. But before when we first started dating for, like, the first couple of years of our relationship it would be like if we got into a fight it would be like we have to break up like this is the end of our life now we're not going to be together we have Mm. to break up now because we got into a fight and that's how I've always been with all of my girlfriends like if we are getting into a fight well that means clearly we can't be friends Mm. but but every relationship is the same so if I'm willing to and I'm yeah and really that's like repair like repair is awesome yeah it makes it so much better grows intimacy so like I yeah I feel like I'm always saying like don't be afraid of conflict yes but But I think people with their girlfriends are they are if you have a fight with your girlfriend or if your girlfriend's doing something that you don't like most of the time we're just like well then it seems like you guys shouldn't be friends anymore not you you don't say that but a lot of like that's like literally like what is the narrative is usually like well you guys have outgrown each other and you don't need to be friends but like with a boyfriend we're so willing to just be like we can work this out. Let's talk. But we don't do that with our friends. And I think that that's probably one of the things that we should all try to work on if we're not already doing it is to be willing to have a fight with your friend and get over it. If it's like a meaningful relationship to you, be willing to have like Mm -hmm. a a fight, talk about it 
and move on the same way you would do with your douchebag boyfriend like talk (laughs) it out and move on so yeah I agree with that that's what I've just been working on and I think that'll help people to like maintain their friendships because I think that's a lot of it is like we get pissed off at our friends and then we're just like all right well now I'm ghosting you I'm not gonna talk to you I've done it that's like literally what started this podcast but it is so important to have good friendships with other yeah. women. So we should try to put as much effort into those relationships as we do with the fuck boys. Right, right. And anyone who's listening, if you have any, because this, I think, is a big, a broad topic. So if there's anything we haven't covered that's related that you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah. And also check out Bumble BFF Girl, who's in grad yes. school. You really should. I Bumble think you, BFF is it will amazing. Help you. you will make friends and yes. you will at least be able to go for drinks with them yes iris and i are proof yeah well iris like you and i Mm -hmm. um laurel erica lots of people who i'm friends with Mm -hmm. tiffany Mm -hmm. only thing is like the common denominator here is that like none of my like all right one really close friend is aj aj and i met online we've been friends for 12 years that's awesome and we hate each other we we love each (laughs) other right now like we are really good friends but there was like a stone period of like three years where i was like well i don't think i'm gonna be friends with her anymore and like now i was just talking to her this morning about her baby and i'm so excited for them to come and visit from texas i mean that was like an online friendship and we had a lot of fun together and then like I was like oh my god she's getting on my nerves and I was getting on her nerves and somehow we still just remain friends so yeah it's all good sometimes all it, good. it can work out if you try it can this is true all right any other thoughts before we let everyone off the hook no I think we're good okay well guys I feel like every week we forget to say this please like and subscribe to our podcast you do you're good do i say that okay i think i I feel like i always forget also if you can leave comments that would be super helpful even if you say that you hate yeah we'd love feedback even if you're saying you hate us that's okay i don't is it i'm fine with it like you can don't say (laughs) you hate you it's fine we like honest feedback because i will i mean i won't change my behavior but i would love to know like what you think (laughs) um and so yeah we're not gonna grow at all we're no we're just gonna like hear what you're saying and that's fine yeah uh so like subscribe and leave a comment if you can we know that there's more people listening than that have liked or subscribed to this podcast that's jamie's pot like ringtone sorry that's a great one um okay anyway (laughs) thank you so much for listening Bye. bye